0: from the book of Galatians, chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. Again, that is Galatians, chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. Please open your Bibles to that portion of the Scripture and join me in reading God's Word. Let us all rise in reverence to the Word of God. I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts crying, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Praise God for the reading of his word. You may now be seated.
1: Happy Father's Day once again. without changing the theme or without disturbing our series we come to a sermon that relates to God our Father through Jesus Christ the title of today's sermon is sons not slaves based on Galatians chapter 4 verses 1 to 7 The Mosaic law, or the law given through Moses, served its purpose, which was to function as a revealer of sin, a prison, and a tutor. Paul explained that the law was a temporary arrangement, not a permanent one. The ultimate arrangement is adopting sons and daughters through faith in Christ. Again, not by the works of the law, but through faith in Him. Justification by faith eventually leads to becoming an heir and part of God's family. God sends his spirit to all his children who call him intimately as Abba, Father. When the spirit comes, the spirit calls with us, Abba, Father. We may appreciate these verses if we understand the the beginning of Galatians and even the whole background. Now, starting from the center, one may only wonder what these verses mean. Therefore, some create their own interpretation, which is a no-no. We study it by context based on its history and based on its literature. We try not to put our meaning to it, and we do not easily accept the explanation of others. We listen to the explanation of others, but then we go and look at the context again and again and again. Paul is continuing his reasoning about faith in Christ and the law. He has warned them not to believe false teachers or false brothers that teach that justification is by faith and works. And if you allow me to use my own words, we are saved or justified by faith alone and not obedience. It's not faith and obedience that saves us. It is faith alone. Now, obedience to the moral law happens because we have faith. But obedience to the moral law does not save. And when we look at the Old Testament, there are three segments of that law. We see the moral law. We see the ceremonial law, where animals had to die, and there's a priesthood that administers the process. And we have the civil law, Now, during that time, the Jews were less legalistic, but still legalistic. They still expect you to be circumcised if you want to become part of God's people. But why are they less legalistic? Because there's another more dominant law, which was the Roman law they were under. So parts of their civil law, it was hard to implement if they could. But still, somehow, Rome has some respect to the laws of the Jews and we would see that in Scripture. Now, Paul had to explain, now if it's about Abraham's covenant, God's promise to Abraham is fulfilled by Christ. And there's that alignment of God promising Abraham and that promise to Abraham is actually Christ. And then what is the purpose of the law? And that has been his explanation. He has been explaining. So he explained that the law was revealed because of transgressions, or it reveals transgressions. It shows us what sin is. In fact, because of the knowledge of sin, I realized I have more sin. Because it was stated. Because there was a law. It was also given as boundaries, because a civil law needs boundaries, how we treat one another, and it should have penalties, so there is order in society. Yet there is that moral part of the law as well. We should not lie. We should not covet or steal from one another. We should not commit adultery. That's in the Ten Commandments there is that part there now Paul is saying that the law was like a manager a guardian in a prison it put the boundaries but the law also taught us but especially the ceremonial law it taught us like a tutor of the justice of God that will be implemented that there had to be an innocent An animal must die because of your sin. Somebody who is innocent. An animal that is pure, had no intention of the sin, He's not part of the sin you committed, they must be sacrificed. So it already taught them that there is a substitutionary nature with regard to their sin. And when Christ came then suddenly there's an understanding even why John the Baptist called him the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and I could imagine Paul when he was a new believer meeting Christ at the Damascus Road taking the time to have a personal retreat and him being a doctor of the law knowing it a scholar of their law Then understanding who Christ is through revelation. I could imagine how much in his mind, how much illumination he was experiencing. He was getting a mental and emotional high in the discovery of making that connection in the old covenant and the new. Moses and Christ, the prophets and Christ, making all those connections and he concludes with the same message as even John in, in in his epistle said it's about believing and of course those who believe they do not pursue wickedness if you read John three sixteen, please do not forget 17 18 19 20 21 let's read verse 1 of chapter 4 I mean that the heir, tagapagmana, heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything. Now, let's stay there. Let's break this down. An heir, a son of the owner of an estate, an heir, a child, is no different from a slave. What does that mean? Now, we cannot relate in our Philippine context because our children don't have to always help at home because we hire Kasambahays, they help out. And if the Kasambahay, and formally we call them Katulong, can do it, uh, the children can relax. Sometimes they help out, we teach them. In a culture, in their culture then For a child, he is not treated special. This child must be under the managers of the estate or the household, is given a tutor to learn from, and will have no special treatment except that he will be taught more than the others. This child will serve. Until such time, the father would say, Give him back to me now, give me back my son. And I could remember in history that when we hear about Alexander the Great, the son of Philip of Macedon, and we know know Alexander how he conquered, almost conquered the known world, and he had some boundaries he could not pass, but he conquered so many nations One thing significant, knowing the history, is that he was mentored by Aristotle. So it wasn't just the father teaching the son, he actually delegated a lot of the teaching to somebody who could even be more intelligent and more wise than him. So here he was saying that, Paul was saying in verse 1, I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, No different from a slave. Though he is the owner of everything. The child is the owner of everything. Verse 2. But he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. Then he makes this parallel explanation. Verse 3. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. The child was treated like one of the servants, one of the slaves in the household who had to help. We were enslaved by elementary principles of the world. Now, there is a, a discussion about what does these, this mean. And uh, it may mean things outside Christ. So one would be the elements, principles of the world. For the Gentiles, it would be uh, the godless gods. For, is that a phrase? Uh, gods who are not really gods but based on myth as elementary principles of the world then but also the law as elementary now again Paul used an illustration to deliver his point First, he referenced how a father in those days would use guardians to manage his child. Then similarly, Paul explained a parallel where the Old Testament was like a manager. Just to repeat my explanation, it was customary to hire guardians to teach children so they would grow in knowledge and wisdom. The children would submit to the appointed guardians until the father said so, which was like the law Israel had to submit to the law until the Father said so, which was until the coming of Christ. So that was the first point, the Old Testament law as manager. Next point is adoption. Let's read verses 4 and 5. But when the fullness of time had come, means God's time, and others explain it that in the fullness of time this was the time during the roman empire that there were enough roads and uh, there was a network there was one language uh, that 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 one internal national language during that time uh, it was greek not roman it was greek in the fullness of time had come god sent forth his son born of a woman an earthly woman, meaning, born under the law, born as a human and born under the law, and we know the ex- the explanation even from Hebrews verse five to redeem. What's the connection? He had to be un- a human and under the law, so he could be the perfect person to obey everything to redeem. Because if you're perfect, like the animal, sinless. He could redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. God sent His Son in the form of man under the law, or the Old Testament law, yet He fulfilled every command of the law, making Christ blameless. Thus He could fill His promise, His purpose to redeem us and make us adopted children. Of God so please don't feel bad if you're adopted you're adopted in Christ do you believe in Christ then we are adopted sons and daughters of God but some have the delusion that they are the replacement of Christ on earth that they are the same level as Christ, we do not say those things. Christ is our Lord. He is sovereign. We submit to him. Yet we are blessed to become part of the family of God through faith in Christ Jesus. The old ways, the things we've learned on this earth, we consider the old life. The new life comes in Christ's. Have we learned something from this world? Yes, in a manner of speaking. But one thing we must learn, that we are all sinners. We are wretched sinners, and that's the first step. Those who don't even think that, they think they're good. I think I'll go to heaven because I don't hurt anyone, because I try to be good to my neighbors. Wonderful, but good works cannot save you it's only understanding the person and work of Christ you have to believe that but in order to believe that you have to understand that so when we say believe it is not the same as you believe like the demons do it is believing in the person and work of Christ you have to understand or answer the question why did he have to die Why was he a necessary sacrifice? Why? Please explain that. And that's why we have these growth groups again and again and again. That's why we record these sermons. That's why we have questionnaires there, so that we were supposed to understand the why. Otherwise, he's just another teacher. He's just just another person in history who made an impact. But the Bible is saying no. No, no. Well, everybody else says, you have to follow. Christ says, I have followed everything. It is impossible for you to follow. You are all guilty and deserve the punishment, but I took your place. I took your place in the crucifixion. The death and my resurrection proved that he defeated death we must understand that and explain that so don't be lazy in listening and learning and understanding people of God don't take listening here in a lazy way or going through your growth group in a lazy way if you're asked what is the gospel the answer? Should be Christ and what He has done, and this is what He has done. And in relation to that, why is that good news? Why is that called the gospel? Why is that called Evangelion? Why is that victory? What does that mean to me? Please explain that because week by week I come here trying to explain it to you don't receive it and let it pass and still explain the same old way you do without looking at scripture the words are we are justified by faith that is good news don't you agree what is the gospel answer that tonight Answer that when you leave here. Write it down. Explain it to somebody. Because if your answer is, Duh, uh, uh, I think this, uh, maybe this, I'm not so sure. Oh, foolish Galatians. Should I say, oh foolish Naguenos until now you don't understand? Should I say that to you? let's put your name instead of foolish Galatians foolish Eduardo let's put your name there are you that you still don't understand so we say Lord help me to understand but please do not use your Christian cliches to explain the gospel if it is not accurately in Scripture you know what Christian cliches cliches that you've heard so many say from youth ministry you've heard that and it's the same thing you're saying instead of saying what is accurate in scripture you're saying these cliches cliches are common statements now the next point is the spirit and the father let's read verses six and seven and because you are sons God sent has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts crying Abba father so you are no longer a slave but a son and if a son then an heir through God Of course, when we say the word son, this is generic. It also means daughter. Children. God sends the Spirit to the hearts of all His genuine children. If you truly have faith, truly believe, God sends His Spirit to you. Yet some scholars, and I do believe that, I do believe that He first sends His Spirit and helps us believe. Through the Spirit, the children call God, Abba, Father. Now, Father seems to be a more formal way. Sometimes my children call me Father. They sound too formal at times. And sometimes they call me Dad. They started with Dada. When they were babies. Dada. It's easier. Dada. Mama. Of course, as they grew, it was daddy. And then father. He says, through the Spirit, the children call God Abba. Abba is like dada, but you can talk now like daddy. Okay? Calling God Abba is calling him intimately there's that intimacy he's no longer just a God who gives laws he's no longer just the father who gave his son he's now also my father my father so when I pray it is not always so formal dear God in heaven or in a memorized way, our Father, never heaven, only be there in the middle of the be the be the be the be the of the it is now be the heart that says, Father, Abba, the 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 I am here to pray. It's when you are resting and you are in pain, when you say, Abba, Father. It's no longer just the God in heaven. Yes, he is still the God in heaven. And we do not forget that. That we show respect, we show show our awe and worship. We do not forget that. But there's that element of God as well we can call Abba. And where does that come from? Not through singing uh, love songs, not just singing songs we call worship but doctrinally wrong. When? Now believers in Christ are heirs of God, heirs. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? We have this joke in pop culture, in our culture. If we see somebody who is rich and friendly, we say to them, can you adopt me? <laughs> we, <laughs> we have that joke every now and then, uh, I'm willing to be your child, you know. <laughs> Uh, Why do we have that joke? Part of it is a wish, a reality, that, oh, I hope I could inherit something. And among, there's also a joke among those who teach how to make wealth. So really, uh, the classic way is to really uh, work hard and be wise on how you create wealth. That's the difficult part. but there's an uh, an easier part the other is to just inherit it Uh, right Uh, and the third is to marry it right (laughs) so um, here you don't work hard you just have to believe in the work of Christ what he has done this is good news friends you don't need to marry anybody You have to believe in him. You have to believe in him. He said, Follow me, therefore we follow him. And just by believing that, he allows us to be heirs of God. What is heir? Tagapagmana. What will we inherit? we'll discover when we see them but when you say you are fellow heirs of christ it is i'm sure it is not just salvation it is not just plucking you out from the fires of hell i think it's more than that i believe the greatest is to have fellowship with our god forever and ever and ever isn't that wonderful Oh, I say, wonderful? Just fellowship with Him forever and ever. So people, if you're not interested in the things of God on this earth, you, you'll feel out of place in heaven, so you won't get there. I mean, you, you're not interested in the Word of God. We're, we'll be talking about the Word of God there. I mean, uh, I already imagine having long discussions with Paul the Apostle and calling Peter, how did you experience it when he rebuked you? You know, uh, I want to do interviews. Uh, this is just me imagining. I'm not sure that's what really going to happen. But uh, maybe when I see Moses, you know, I don't know if they're gonna he's going to allow me to call him Mo. Hey Mo, uh, well, just want to talk, Mo. I mean, uh, gee, that was fantastic. You were. In the mountains, surrounded by clouds, there was lightning and and, and thunder. And everybody was afraid, and you were not afraid. Because you heard his voice, they only heard the thunder and the lightning. Uh, And you know, I tell him, you know, in my church it happens too. When I preach the truth, many people hear the voice of God. But some only hear the lightning and the thunder. And they go to another church, you know. Uh, (laughs) And... (laughs) heirs of God but if we stick within context it's really fellowship with the Father fellowship with Christ and God the Father the creator of the universe becomes my daddy now think about that now look at your earthly daddies happy Father's Day but they're no match okay they're no match for the greatness of the God the Father. We are all weak and wretched. We make mistakes. We are foolish at times. Just ask your mother. No, don't. Uh, Let it be secret. There are, if we believe in Him, we are heirs. We are no longer slaves of the law, nor slaves of the elements of the world. When I say elements of the world, things that Paul in Galatians, let's stick first with the Galatians, would talk about, about the deeds of the flesh. You know, some Christians make everything non-Christian as the world. Please don't do that. All right? <laughs> when you see in Romans, Paul discussed, do not be conformed to this world, look at the immediate context, and look at from 1 to 16, please. You see John mentioning about do not love the world you have to look at what does he mean within his own text without you trying to put your own because if you keep doing that you are claiming that you are as inspired as the New Testament writers because my opinion is that uh, I think that is right and that is wrong. According to, according to me, and, that's, and according to how I interpret this. Chill, man. Okay? That's why we study Scripture. We are no longer slaves. But do we follow morality? Of course. And we will explain that in Galatians 5, that the fruit of the Spirit, now, the Spirit is giving to us, we can be intimate with the Father, but not only that, the Spirit of God, if we walk in the Spirit, allows us to grow in spiritual maturity. And that's when we develop patience, that's where we, we develop love and, and real joy in Christ. It's through the Spirit. Oh, forgive me. And just a side note: anybody who teaches, if you truly believe, he sends the Spirit, right? Oh, let me correct myself. He sends the Spirit. Then you learn to believe. Anybody who tells you, "Oh, you you know, you have already accepted Jesus, but you have not yet received the Holy Spirit, and you need a second experience." I'm not against miracles. I believe God does. Although every miracle that is claimed as a miracle, I'd like to be a a healthy critic of it. But but I I do believe God works wonders. But anybody who says you don't have the spirit yet is in direct contradiction to the text we just read. Am I clear?
0: Oh, hello.
1: Okay. Okay, let's let's apply this. Oh, if we are children of God, let's act as children of God. Amen. So why do you now obey? Not as a slave, but as a child, and there's a difference between obeying as a slave and obeying as a child. Big big difference. There's a big difference if you are doing something because you're paid to do it, and you're doing something because you're part of the family. That's a big difference. Application number one, learn the Old Testament scriptures. It's kind of warm today, right? The Old Testament law functioned as a manager guardian, revealer of sin, and tutor. But it cannot save us. Only faith in Christ can. Nonetheless, it is good to learn from the Old Testament scriptures. Therefore, let us not neglect our study of the Old Testament. The Mosaic law and the prophets will help us appreciate the New Testament more. Our conviction is that we are justified by faith alone. And if we study the old testament that conviction will become stronger next let us look to christ the redeemer we are no longer under the manager tutor guardian or prison through faith in christ we are no longer under that instead god receives us as his sons and daughters in christ jesus therefore stop acting as enslaved people And become his child in Christ like why do you gather together to listen to his word why do you study his word because you're a child of God that's why you do it not because somebody told me I have to do it because my daddy and mommy told me to read the Bible because my friend keeps telling me read the Bible read the Bible No, no, now it's within you. It is a desire. It is something you cannot live without. It is something that when you wake up, you remember the words of God move through your mind, through the day, and when you sleep, it is about Him. You call Him Abba, Father. And His words keep ringing in your minds and hearts. It becomes part of you, because now you are a child of God. Do not act like a slave, like little children who has to do because they were told. Now, because they want to. Because I belong. Because I belong to him. You belong to him? You belong to the family? Then let us act that way as children, not as slaves. If you're acting like a slave, you know, you feel you're obligated. But if you're acting as a child, you do it because you have to and it gives you joy. Our minds and hearts should focus in Christ and not the elements of the world, not the Mosaic law. Christ is the only Redeemer who brought us into adoption As sons and daughters of God take note only Christ and lastly through the Spirit call to the Father through faith in Christ we may intimately call God Father a call that emanates from the Holy Spirit given to all who have faith in him therefore from the depths of our hearts Let's call on him in prayer and worship. Let's call on God, the Father. Or you may call him, Dad. But let me warn us of a fake call to the Father. Those who pray, but it's fake. It is a call to God without understanding the Gospel. It is a call without faith and without repentance. A call that only calls when they need something, not because He is Father. No, no, you, some people say they're believers, but they treat God as a, an ATM. They only approach an ATM if they need to withdraw something. When they need something from God, they pray with all their hearts, God, Father. But when everything seems to be doing well, and there seems to be no big problems, it's minding my own business. No place for God fake Christian. A fake call comes from a fake Christian who comes to God only for selfish reasons. I mean, look at what Paul wrote. The Spirit comes. We are no longer slaves. We can call him Abba, Father. And he didn't say, so you can ask anything you want on earth. You can pray this, he will provide for your needs, he will, not saying he doesn't do that, but now that you can call him Abba Father, you can now make everything about you, because his death was about you. No, it was about him. Therefore, Galatians, do not believe them who says it's justification by faith plus works of the law. It's faith in Christ Jesus. Will you obey and repent? Of course. Because you have faith. But the reason for that is because of the belief you have. and give you a poem with the same title of this sermon sons not slaves why act like a slave brother when now you can call him father not just father but abba it's an adult form of dada enough with earthly elements stop the fake and the supplements Don't be tied down with childish rules and do not think and speak like fools. Look to Christ. Trust the Redeemer for he brought us to the Father as adopted sons and daughters. And yes, in him that is forever. Therefore, we celebrate our freedom. We are now children of the kingdom. Slaves of the Mosaic law no more. Our God forever we'll adore let us all rise thank you O lord in heaven thank you for your word thank you abba father thank you holy spirit thank you lord jesus for dying on the cross for us oh Lord Sometimes there are no words And we know thank you is not enough Yet we don't mean we need to earn your appreciation We just don't know how to express the joy and gladness that we have of being part of the family, for not everyone is part of the family, those in Christ, those who are justified by faith alone not turning back not believing a false gospel but believing in the accurate one the person and work of Christ and we are called to repent and believe and one cannot stand without the other if you believe you repent if you repent you believe if we have faith the result is obedience and make us understand That obedience from faith is a sign, a fruit, but not the reason for salvation. Because only the one who perfectly obeys the law 100% can be allowed to enter heaven. And none of us have except Christ. And through your divine justice, His Substitutionary acts for us. Therefore, we can come boldly into the throne of grace, imperfect as we are, because we are in Christ. And what you see is not our sin, but who you see is your perfect son. A sinless lamb of God. And through him we can call you that. Abba Father. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of his spirit be with you all. God's people
0: say. Amen. Good morning.